You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We've been watching from afar over the past few days as Harvey, a hurricane-turned-tropical storm, has hovered over the western side of the Gulf Coast. It's dumped tens of inches of rain on Houston and parts of Texas and Louisiana, and it's expected to keep going for several days. We wanted to hear a firsthand account of what neighborhoods in Houston are like right now and how people are weathering the storm. Jennifer Eubanks is a resident of Katy, Texas, a suburb of Houston. She and her family have evacuated their home and she joins us now. Jennifer, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi. Hi. So uh, can you give us an idea of just, I I mean, I have been watching uh, this on, on television the last few days. I've been looking at the photos. It looks overwhelming. I mean, I don't know that I've ever seen as much flooding as there seems to be in Houston. Give us an idea of what you know about your neighborhood. Uh, You guys have evacuated. What do you know about what has happened to your home? Um, Well, we just found out this morning that there's water in our house. So we didn't know that until about an hour ago. Um, So we live in a suburb of Houston to the west called Katy. And there's a reservoir near our house that has been the, I think, biggest factor because once it its levels reached a certain uh, point, it was dumping into our neighborhood. So the city of Houston itself is really bad. And then right there to the west, um, where Katy is and some other small towns has been really bad. And I've lived in Houston my whole life, and we've lived through lots of hurricanes, but there's never been anything this bad as far as the damage. I mean, Houston was underwater when we had Allison a few years ago or about, I don't know, it was a long time ago, but this is actually more water and more devastation and more homes um, impacted than even then. So this is the worst I've seen in my lifetime. Yeah. Uh, There were (laughs) photos of your family pushing an air mattress down the street with your belongings on top? Yeah, so we went, I have three sisters and uh, three of us live in the same neighborhood. And so my daughter had gone to spend the night with at my sister's house, who's about a half mile away. So we had decided when we woke up that morning that we would walk to go get her. So my husband and I waited through waist deep, you know, it wasn't in our house at the time. It was just about up to our basketball goal at our driveway. So we walked to get her and we happened to pass. I'm a teacher in the neighborhood and I happened to pass a fellow teacher and one of my former students walking by, and they had their stuff on an air mattress. And I thought, you know, that's pretty clever. So, that you know, when we decided to start evacuating, I was like, grab the air mattress. So, I mean, we, we wanted to make sure that we had enough stuff to get us through more than just a couple of days. So, yeah. you know, we packed suitcases. And there's, you know, to walk a mile holding a suitcase above water would have been difficult. So... It was glad we, you know, we were glad we saw them because it was a good idea. So right. we did the same. Right. Uh, I, I wonder how prepared you feel the city of Houston was for this storm. Hurricanes are I mean, not strange to that part of America. It happens. But right. was this particular storm well, well prepared for? Um, I think the thing is, I think. There, I've heard from people that, you know, are saying, why didn't they evacuate? Um, 
you know, th- there's just so many people in Houston. And when Rita came, they tried to evacuate us, and Rita ended up not being, uh, you know, bad for us. Um, but what was bad was that, you know, millions of people were all on the roads trying to get out. Um, and, you know, it just turned a bad situation even actually worse. So there's been just amazing people out there helping, though, like even just in our neighborhood, every single person who can is out. I mean, there's just cars and trucks lining the street. People are bringing their jet skis and boats. And um, in fact, I saw on Twitter last night, they have two high schools set up um, and they have, you know, all the evacuees that have nowhere else to go. And they posted on Twitter, they said, um, we're good right now. We don't need any more volunteers and we don't need any more donations. I mean, how amazing is that? Yeah, yeah, that is really that is really amazing. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Jennifer Eubanks, a resident of Katy, Texas, a suburb of Houston. Uh, she and her family have evacuated their home and are waiting for the storm to subside before they go back. We're talking about that storm, what's happening down there in Houston, and how people are dealing with it. If you want to join the conversation, what have you noticed about this storm in Houston? What are you thinking about the way that people are responding to it? How are they responding in Houston? How is the federal government, which plays a big role in disaster relief, how are they doing? Compare this, perhaps, to Hurricane Katrina in 2005, uh, the way that that was responded to. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there. Or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. And we'll work your comments into the conversation. Uh, Jennifer, you are a teacher down there yes. in Houston. School I, school here is su- supposed to start next Tuesday after Labor Day. I don't know what the schedule, the calendar looks like down there. But talk about how disruptive this all might be to your work. Well, we started school August 16th. So we had... Um, a week of school, you know, we had three days and then we had our first full week. But that Thursday when we heard that um, it was going to be raining and, you know, that there was possible flooding, um, they went ahead and canceled school for Friday. And then on Sunday morning, they went ahead and canceled school for the rest for this whole week. But it, it's going to be longer. Um, we have two schools for sure that I know about that are actually both very near my house that are underwater. So um, we have teachers who don't live in Katy who live, you know, that's the problem. Also you have, you may have, you know, in a couple of weeks where schools can open, but you have displaced families of teachers, you know, it, it's going to be hard to staff the schools and Houston's going to be in the same boat that Katie's in. I mean, just to even have enough teachers to be able to come back is going to be an issue. So yeah, uh, talk about um, talk about how long it typically takes after a storm like this for things to get back to to normal. Uh, Hurricane Ike, for instance, in two thousand eight, um, uh, caused quite a bit of, of disruption. Is life does life ever go back? I guess to absolute normal. Uh, and and at what point do you feel like okay we're we're over that and we're past it and we're back to 
to just living our lives? I don't know. I mean, I imagine, you know, that maybe in a month we will be back and maybe in school. And Hurricane Ike caused some damage, and we were able to get out. They, um, Our school district is really good about um, letting us out with enough time thinking about the staff families. So uh, my sister actually had a baby the day before. We went and saw, um, you know, my nephew in the hospital, and then we all got out. And then they had to hunker down in the hospital there, kind of alone and um, stuck with all the doctors and nurses that were stuck there also. Um, And when we came back, it was, you know, there was damage. There were trees down, but it wasn't like this. This is, you know, thousands of homes underwater. I mean, this is just... um, you know, the damage is so much more this time. So I don't really know, but my guess would be, you know, that hopefully they're saying that it's going to take several days, if not weeks, for the water level to go down. So to even just get back in our homes, maybe a month. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What about, what about flood insurance? Uh, How do you, how do you manage? Yeah, we we don't have any. So, my, one of my sisters does um, because they back up to the bayou. And so, you know, they went ahead and got flood insurance because, you know, the bayou is behind their house. Um, we live with forest. We back up to forest and there's a levee back there. Um, so, you know, we didn't think, you know, we didn't have a bayou anywhere near us. So we didn't get it. Yeah. Um, so we're going to just apply for FEMA. We're just going to have to see. You know what happens. I mean, that's all wow. we can do. I mean, yeah. Uh, do you think? Uh, do you think these storms that we're seeing, these kinds of hurricanes? I mean, this hurricane is more intense than I think Ike was in 2008. Do you feel like there are things that we need to be thinking about in terms of preparing more for storms like this? They do seem to th- They do seem to be intensifying in frequency and in in their intensity uh, in, in terms of the storms themselves. Yeah, I don't know that the hurricane itself was any worse than any other. It was, the, you know, the meteorologist explained it really well. There was something to do with the jet stream and some low-pressure systems that were keeping Harvey just over our city. It was not able to move out. It was just the amount of rainfall that did us in. Um, the storm itself hit farther down um, Texas. It was Rockport that got the hurricane damage. Um, by the time it got to us, it was just a tropical depression. We didn't have any wind, really. We didn't have any hurricane kind of stuff. We just The storm couldn't move out, so it just sat over us. I mean, it's still raining. Yeah. Um, it's not raining as much, but, I mean, it's still raining. Yeah. Okay, oh. Jennifer Eubanks, resident of Katy, Texas, surviving Harvey by being somewhere else. Uh, we really wish you and your family and all of your neighbors well in the next few weeks. I know it will be a tough transition back home. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay. All right, up next, we're going to talk to the new director of the Public Lighting Authority here in Detroit. Stay with us on Detroit Today. Detroit Today.